Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 64, 13 ways to be a great podcast listener. Welcome back to another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I am Daniel J. Lewis and your host for this show. This is the podcast about podcasting and how to use Audacity. It's where I like to say that I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. But today, I'm actually going to take a different approach to teaching you how to podcast and how to podcast better is I want to tell you 13 ways to be a great podcast listener because please, please tell me that you as a podcaster are listening to other podcasts and listening to other good podcasts too. It's just like if you want to be a writer, then you should read other good writing things and other good books. We need to be constantly learning and be inspired by others to be better at what we do and the way that we do things. So I'm I'm assuming that you listen to other podcasts. Let's look at ways that you and I as listeners can be better listeners. But don't just shut off your ears of being a podcaster. Also, you can look at this as actually a list of ideas of things that you can promote and encourage in your own show. Because if you want your listeners to be great listeners, then you can use these things too in your show as asking them to do these things. Or if you want, you could even just send your listeners to this episode. So if you are just a podcast listener and a podcaster has sent you here, welcome. Maybe I'll turn you into a podcaster after this is done. But let's go through this 13 ways. And this is in honor of Friday the 13th, which was last Friday. Today is Monday, January 16th, but hopefully you don't have problems with the number 13. Number one, this is the duh one of the bunch. Subscribe and listen to every episode. You may listen to a podcast from the website, from a Facebook page, from an email, or from maybe through Stitcher on your mobile phone or some other mobile device. Subscribing is easy and it's usually free, almost always free, and it ensures that you get every single episode. And when possible, listen to every single episode. I know that it's really easy to fall behind on podcasts. I can look over at iTunes right now and all of the podcasts that I'm subscribed to, I have 2.2 days worth of solid listening, 148 episodes of stuff to listen to and 3.33 gigabytes of stuff. That's a lot of stuff, but I really want to listen to every single one of these episodes and catch up on all of these podcasts that I've fallen behind on because I really like these podcasts that I listen to. And so I want to listen to every single episode they have. I don't want to just delete it unless it looks like something totally unapplicable. But because these are podcasts I really like, it's just I want to hear what they have to say. So subscribe and listen to every single episode. As podcasters, we should be promoting our listeners to subscribe to our shows. Because keep in mind, not everyone who's listening is subscribing. I get a lot 
of web traffic to the Audacity to podcast and to my new podcast, Once, which is about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time, over at oncepodcast.com. And I, so a lot of people go to the website, they click the play button and they listen, but they may not necessarily subscribe. So it's very important for we as listeners to subscribe, and it's important for us to encourage our listeners to subscribe. Number two, send prompt feedback. Podcasters love hearing from us because we're their listeners. We are their audience. We are the people they are talking to. If we didn't exist, then podcasters could just be talking into a box somewhere and it wouldn't matter. Even just a simple thing of emailing the podcasters we like and saying, thanks, I really appreciate your podcast because of this or because it helped me do that or because I learned this or it changed this in my life or whatever. Even something that simple as saying thank you and why you're thankful is a huge encouragement to them. Because one negative email to a podcaster, depending on how the email is written, but most negative emails tend to be kind of harsh, one negative email can really kill a podcaster's passion. I've had that before. I've had instances where I've just felt like, why am I even doing this? Why do I even bother? I'm just going to, I'm going to stop podcasting because I had that one negative email, but I talked to some friends and they reminded me, look at your positive folder or look at the other feedback you've received. And it's really encouraging to read those things and hear from people who say, thank you. You helped me do this, or I learned this from you, or you changed my life in this way. And it's especially important to send prompt feedback while the topic is still fresh on the minds of the podcasters or even before it's addressed. Here's an example. I host this podcast about Once Upon a Time, and you, I'm going to guess that you probably listen to some other podcasts about a TV show or TV shows that you like. If you know what they're going to be talking about, like on a TV show, it's a good assumption that the episode you just watched on TV is what the podcasters are going to talk about in their next podcast episode. So if you know that, don't wait to hear from the podcasters before you send your feedback. Send your feedback right away, and then they can incorporate that into their episode of uh, talking about that TV episode. The same thing works when your favorite podcasters tweet. I try to do this often. I try to ask my audience, and you've probably seen this too, I try to ask them questions that I can include their answers in the podcast. Like even for this episode, I tweeted, shared on Facebook, Google Plus, and all over the place about what are ways that you would recommend being a great podcast listener. And you know what? I got feedback from it. Lynn Pearson, who has actually sent in quite similar feedback. If you go to the audacitypodcast.com slash 28, Lynn previously responded to when I was talking about ways that podcasters can give back to their audience. Lynn flipped it around and said, here are ways that listeners can give back to podcasters. So she sent that back then. But then even just recently, she sent me uh, today, she wanted to respond to this and send very prompt feedback. And she suggested several things that I already have on this list, but the the way that she phrased these, which I'll share later, help a lot seeing a different perspective from this too. So she's added to the content 
before I've even shared the content. So try to do that with your listeners. If you know a podcaster is about to talk about something, send them feedback ahead of time and that can help develop their show and they will probably be very appreciative of that. Number three, rate and review the podcast. Even if you've already emailed a podcaster telling them why you like their show or how much you appreciate their show, it's also really important that you rate and review them in popular directories. Like the most popular directory is iTunes, but there are other places too. But if you leave ratings and reviews in iTunes, this helps other people to see what you as a listener think about the podcast and whether they should subscribe. It also really helps because a lot of places like we'll use iTunes because that's a big giant in the podcast directory world. A lot of the algorithms that iTunes uses to figure out what goes in new and noteworthy, what's the top 10, what goes under what's hot and all of this stuff. In order to get the attention of iTunes, a podcast needs to have a lot of subscriptions, a lot of ratings and a lot of reviews. So if you as a listener rate and review your favorite podcasts, that helps make it stand out more to the people who make the decisions or run the algorithms to feature a podcast. So it could mean that you get a lot more listeners listening along with you, and you'll end up getting a lot more value because you'll hear feedback from other listeners too, who may say things in ways that you couldn't figure out how to say it or ask questions that you also were wondering as well. So leave those ratings and reviews. Going back to that thing about sending prompt feedback, even if it's just a thanks, you could copy and paste that exact same message and paste that into their review on iTunes or on another podcast directory. And that can help a lot just doing that, just saying, thanks for the podcast. I really like it because this. It could be that simple. Or you could write something more thorough. If you have a lot of criticism, though, I really suggest that that be direct and private because a review is not the place to criticize or to tell them what they need to change. That should really be done privately first. But a review is, think of a review as telling other people why they should or should not listen to a particular podcast. Now, we're talking about podcasts you like, so the review should be why others, why you want to tell others to listen to that podcast. Number four, follow in social media. Most podcasters have at least a Twitter account, if not multiple Twitter accounts, like one for them themselves, one for their podcast, one for each of the hosts on their podcasts. But many of these podcasters also have Facebook pages, Google Plus pages, and other social media presences. Maybe they're on Pinterest or maybe they're on uh, StumbleUpon or anything like that. YouTube, uh, that's another really big one. Make sure that you follow them in all of these places because podcasters will often share exclusive content or targeted content in these different audiences. Like if you follow someone on Twitter, well, maybe you follow a thousand people on Twitter. So you add one podcaster to that. How likely is it that you're going to see what they tweet? Maybe not very likely. But if you follow them on Facebook and Twitter and Google+, you might see it more likely. Or if you follow them on YouTube, 
you'll much more easily see when they upload a new video. So it's a way that you can find the content that matters to you more. And also it helps them because it gets more followers for them. They get to see that more people are interested as well. So number one, subscribe and listen to every episode. Number two, send prompt feedback. Number three, rate and review. Number four, follow in social media. And number five, press their buttons. Now, this is a good thing. I've actually given this advice before on The Ramen Noodle. I've said, go to our website and press every button that you see. Because a lot of podcasters are using plugins on their sites that give them the ability to have things like a tweet button, a Facebook like button, a plus one button. And you may see several of these buttons, several like buttons, like a a like button for the entire podcast, like buttons for individual episodes, tweet buttons, follow buttons, subscribe buttons, all of that stuff. Press every one of those things, especially if you're active in those networks for those buttons. But like stumble upon is huge really for podcasting. And that's something I'll talk about in a future episode. But when you press these buttons, not only do they get to see that as feedback of people are liking this content and they're resharing this content, but it's also a way that you are helping to promote the content within your own social networks. So if you click the tweet button and you tweet one of the episodes or a blog post or something, then you are sharing that with your followers. If you are clicking the Google plus one button, you are actually helping that podcast in their search engine rankings a little bit. So they will bump up or help stand out just a little bit better in Google searches. So when you see these buttons, press all of them. (laughs) Even if you only prefer using Twitter or Facebook, it really helps to just press every single button you see. Hopefully nothing breaks or blows up. Number six, tell others. The ways that I've mentioned before are just kind of automatic or passive ways of telling others. Like you send out a tweet and that's just eh, whoever sees it will see it. Or you like something on Facebook and your Facebook friends may not even see it. But consider more direct and intentional ways of telling others about the podcasts that you like. Think about the TV shows that you like. You might go around and you are talking with a friend and you ask them, hey, have you seen the latest episode of Once Upon a Time? What? You mean you're not watching Once Upon a Time? Oh my goodness, it's this amazing TV show that's that uh, the start out of it was a little bit weird, but then it got like, wow, really amazing. And oh my goodness, episode seven was a cliffhanger and then blah, 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 blah. And you are telling them about a show you like, what you're passionate about. So why not do that also with podcasts that you can tell people, hey, I I heard this hilarious podcast the other day. Oh, you don't know what a podcast is? Now, this is important. If your friends do not know what a podcast is, here's a really good, easy way to explain it to them. It's like a radio show on the internet that you can listen to for free. That's a really easy way to explain it. You could try and tell them about iTunes and help them subscribe to the podcast. That's great. But if they don't understand what a podcast is, stop using that word or educate them on what that word means. It's basically like a radio show on the internet that you can download for free. Listen to it anywhere, anytime, whatever you like. You can expound however much you want. So tell others, be intentional and be direct in telling others about it. 
Number seven, have patience. Yes, there are always going to be things in podcasts that annoy you. I get that a lot. I hear in certain podcasts, like either it's something that the host does, maybe they have verbal crutches like ums or uhs or certain filler words. Maybe it's the sound of their voice. Maybe their content just doesn't seem that great, but I'm interested in the topic. Well, it's really important to have patience, especially for a new podcast. Even us seasoned podcasters might start a show and it not be the best we want it to be when we start it. When I started Once Podcast over at oncepodcast.com, the first episode is very different from the more recent episodes. We were still trying to find our way and figuring out how we wanted things to flow and work in the first several episodes. So like I got a an honest feedback in iTunes and I really appreciated this. It was constructive criticism and it was honest that someone took the time to leave a particular three-star rating for my Once Upon a Time podcast in iTunes. But I really appreciated it because they said some certain things that they didn't like about the podcast and why they were only giving it three stars instead of five or four or whatever. But I could tell they must have only listened to the first episode because several of the things that they pointed out saying, I didn't like this or they do this too much or whatever were things that we did in the first episode. And as I listened to that episode later on and edited it, I realized, we're doing this too much. We shouldn't do that. We need this flow. And we learned our own craft or developed our own craft. So if you're listening to a podcaster, especially if they're just starting out, have some patience, be gracious toward their mistakes, and realize that they might be trying something, experimenting, or maybe their show just needs to mature a little bit. So don't give up on them right away. Have some patience. Number eight, follow their advice. Many podcasters will be sharing information that can help you or something that you can try. Try it. And then if you get some kind of results, let them know. They would love to hear that. I like hearing from people when I say, use this tool, use this effect, do this, go here, try this, start using this, whatever. I like hearing from people that they've done that and their results. Not just, hey, I tried this, but I like hearing from them how it's working for them. Like they could say, I I tried this new method and wow, it octupled my podcast subscriptions or whatever. I say that word a lot. Have patience with me. (laughs) Number nine, this is very important. And this is actually the point that made me think of this list in the first place because of a podcast I was listening to where this was not the case for one of their listeners. Number nine is treat them as people. Please, please remember that no matter how you feel about a podcast, there are real people on the other side of the microphone. They can be hurt too. They have feelings too. So if you're thinking about sending some kind of anonymous criticism to them, well, first of all, do the honorable thing and don't make it anonymous. Let your name be attached to them, to it. Let them have an opportunity to dialogue with you and figure out what's going on and maybe try and bring something to a resolution. But 
I've seen some amazingly hateful words out there at podcasters. And honestly, I've felt the same thing too of wanting to get upset at podcasters for doing something wrong or saying something stupid or whatever on my opinion. But I even forget these are real people out there. Would I want to go to that person face to face and say the things that I feel like writing in an email to them? That's a really good test for you. Or would you say those things to your mom? (laughs) That could be even an even tougher test. A lot of people like constructive criticism. I love constructive criticism. So if you want to point out the flaws that someone has in a podcast, or maybe even personal flaws in the way they talk, in their voice or whatever, do it with a heart to help them and give them suggestions. Don't just say, you're fat, you're stupid, you're ugly, your voice is terrible, you make no good points, you're, you're just repeating yourself, you use stupid words, you mispronounce things all the time. That doesn't help. I mean, yes, it's a list of things that are wrong, but it's not really helping them. It's just insulting them. So treat these people as people and try to help them. This doesn't mean you need to coach them through the process. But if you don't like how someone does the outline of their show, don't just say, it's stupid, I can't follow it. Let them know, the outline is a little bit hard to follow. Maybe it would be easier if you did this. Be kind, be honorable, and be honest to them as well. In any criticism that you share, Try to do it with the heart of being constructive and helpful. Even if you decide not to listen to their show anymore, which I'll address that in a moment, it's best if you share the criticism to be helpful to them. So going back through this, number one, subscribe and listen to every episode. Number two, send prompt feedback. Number three, rate and review. Number four, follow in social media. Number five, press their buttons. Number six, tell others. Number seven, have patience. Number eight, follow their advice. Number nine, treat them as people. And number 10, join live shows. A lot of podcasters do live shows. A lot of podcasters don't also. But if they have a live show, this is a great way to be a great listener to their show. And it's a lot of fun too, to join their live shows because you will often see bloopers. If they host an audio podcast, there's a chance that you might get to see them instead of just hear them. That's the way I do it. I do an audio podcast only right now. But whenever we do a live show, I have a live webcam on so people can see my pretty face and see expressions or just get to be a little bit more involved in the process, a behind the scenes look at things. But also, hopefully there's a chat room. There usually is some kind of chat room. And it's a way that you can interact with the hosts as well as with other listeners of the show. You might develop some great friendships and connections with others. You might start in the chat room just having a great conversation with one of the other listeners while you're listening to the podcast. That happens a lot on my podcast that I'll see the chat room going by and 
people will be talking back and forth about certain things. And that's great. I love that people are connecting with each other. People who may have never met before in their lives are connecting online and getting to talk about things that they are interested in. So join the live shows and it's a lot of fun to chat with the other people. Number 11, donate if you can. I know that times are tough, but also keep in mind, that's true for most podcasters too. Many podcasters uh, don't have jobs. I'm not saying that's the case with the genre of podcasters, unless you watch a particular video from The Onion. But it does cost money to podcast. There are costs like hosting the website costs a certain amount per month, could be 5 to $10 per month to host a website. And their media files could be the same amount or double that on top. There are equipment costs like microphone, computer, headphones, mixer, music, sound clips, whatever, any of that. And there's the cost of the time for their podcast that they spend this time with you and developing this ahead of time and editing it afterward, posting it on the website. And also perhaps other resources that they are spending money on, like a video that they're going to review, movie tickets to see a movie they're going to discuss with you, or a book that will help them share better, more applicable information with you. Whatever it is, there are several costs to podcasting. And even if you can only afford like a 5 or $10 donation to them, that can really be a huge encouragement. I see a lot of podcasters use this little button that will say something like, buy me a drink or buy me a coffee. And it's just asking for a $5 donation and that's it. Well, that can be a huge encouragement to them. Many podcasters might even have a way, an official way of donating to the show and being listed as a contributor. Like for $5, you get your name mentioned, or for $10, you get your name and website mentioned, something like that. So you're like an advertiser to the show, but it's also just a a nice little shout out to people who contribute. So donate if you can, but if you can't donate, number 12, use their affiliate links. A lot of podcasters sign up for affiliate links with different services, Use these as often as you can, and even if you've already clicked their affiliate link once and you decide to go back to that company, make sure you click their affiliate link again, because sometimes these affiliate links have things that expire. So like if you don't make your purchase within so many days or so many hours of clicking that link, then when you go back and make the purchase, the podcaster doesn't get the credit for it. Affiliate deals are where you shop at places they have an affiliate relationship with, you get all the same sales and prices and coupons and all of that that you would have otherwise gotten. But the podcaster gets a certain percentage from what you spend on that store. Here's a perfect example of this. Amazon.com, one of the best, I would say the best shopping website out there, Excellent prices, a lot lower than many other places for a lot of things, and a lot of ways to get things from Amazon or through Amazon, Amazon gift cards, and all of this stuff. Great place to shop. So you see that your podcaster has an affiliate link. My affiliate link, by the way, is noodle.mx slash Amazon. So if you go to amazon.com 
through my link or through another podcaster's link and you look for something, you buy it, it's you shopping, buying something that you already were going to buy, perhaps even saving money from it. Because if you look at these things, like Amazon has much lower prices for almost everything than the stores do with very few exceptions. So you are saving money, you're getting something that you are already going to buy, and a portion of your sale, in the case of Amazon.com, it's 4 to 8%, depending on their performance for that month, goes back to the podcaster. I'll be honest with you and tell you, I get maybe $10 to $20 a month, that's it, from my Amazon.com affiliate links. I don't heavily promote my affiliate links. Every now and then, I'll have something special and I'll say, oh, you've got to go get this and here's an affiliate link for it. But I don't heavily promote all of my affiliate links. I've got a bunch of them like Audible and Amazon and multiple hosting companies and uh, even Walmart.com and Netflix affiliate links and all of this stuff. And that little bit, though, does help, especially in uh, my current place of business where I'm not making as much money. I'll mention more about that later. I want to share something personal with you. I'll do that later. So you're giving money to the podcasters without it costing you anything extra than what you are already planning to spend. So number one, subscribe and listen to every show. Number two, send prompt feedback. Number three, rate and review. Number four, follow in social media. Number five, press their buttons. Number six, tell others. Number seven, have patience. Number eight, follow their advice. Number nine, treat them as people. Number 10, join live shows. Number 11, donate if you can. Number 12, use their affiliate links. And number 13, don't just leave. Certainly there are a lot of podcasts we listen to and we decide to stop listening to them. I have this happen a lot. Usually around the time that my podcast backlog starts getting up near a day or in my case 2.2 days with 148 unlistened to podcasts i'm tempted to unsubscribe from things not because i'm upset with them or anything just because i want to catch up with stuff or maybe there's a podcast that you or i don't like and we decide to unsubscribe for some reason and it's very easy to just hit that unsubscribe button But before you hit unsubscribe, consider sending a polite email to the podcasters and let them know why. This goes back to treating them as people. You wouldn't just completely abandon a friendship without telling someone why. Yeah, friendships can just slowly dissolve if they don't take, if we don't put energy into a relationship. But you you often don't just disappear. You tell them why you're leaving. And maybe this is something that they can improve. Maybe it's something they never knew that people didn't like. Like they might be trying something and they see their subscriber numbers dropping and they're thinking, oh no, it's this new thing that we're trying. When no, really the reason you're leaving is because you didn't like that they stopped doing something. Whatever it is, you probably have a reason for unsubscribing. So let them know about that. It's really honorable to do. 
And yes, it can be a little bit of a sting to someone to read an email that says, I'm unsubscribing to your podcast because of this. Yeah, that that can hurt a little bit. But you as the writer, as the subscriber and listener, can write that in a way that is encouraging or challenges them to do better. Be constructive with your criticism. Don't just leave and leave them to fail or whatever it is that might happen. Try to encourage them and be constructive in your criticism. So that's 13 ways that you can be a great podcast listener. I'd love to hear from you what are some other ways that we can be better podcast listeners. And like I've said at the beginning of this episode, this isn't just something that applies to us as listeners, but can also to apply to us as podcasters, that these can be something that we remember to share and remind our listeners of. Maybe you host a live show. How often do you promote that you host a live show? I host the Audacity to Podcast live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern on noodle.mx slash live. So come out for the live show when you can. Maybe you are not... uh, you're not giving people an opportunity to send you feedback, like frequently sharing your feedback phone number and email address. Maybe you aren't reminding them that you're on Twitter and Facebook and Google+. Maybe you're not asking them to rate and review you in iTunes. Maybe you have affiliate links, but people never tell you that they're planning to shop or you never tell them about your affiliate links. I find, by the way, here's a quick interesting statistic. There are a lot more subscribers to my podcast than there are to just the blog. By podcast, I mean they're subscribed through a podcast software, getting the podcast episodes more than I have people subscribe to the RSS feed from my blog. And that is something that I can encourage then. I can use that information to tell my listeners, hey, check out the blog where I mentioned this. So that's one example where mentioning this in the episode helps your listeners. Or if you have an affiliate link, tell them about it. Tell them. Use noodle.mx slash Amazon. Well, I'm telling you, use that. If you have your own link, use that. Or you could tell them to use mine. So, Be honorable as a listener and be a great listener in all of this. I'd love to hear from you what other ideas you have for being great podcast listeners. Send that to feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 and give me some of your feedback on this information. So once again, that list is... Subscribe and listen to every episode, send prompt feedback, rate and review, follow in social media, press their buttons, tell others, have patience, follow their advice, treat them as people, join live shows, donate if if you can, use their affiliate links, and don't just leave. Let me know what you think of this list or if there's anything that you would like to add to it. Feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash, uh, no, that's the email address. Yeah. And you can also call in to 903-231-2221. You can get this full list of stuff in the show notes over at the audacity slash 64. 
Let me give you an update about the Stop Online Piracy Act. I talked about this a lot and had some strong opinions about this in the last episode. So you can go to the com slash 63 to hear my opinions about the Stop Online Piracy Act or SOPA. And well, first of all, I got a really interesting infographic in from Ron that the infographic is maybe a little bit doomsday-ish because the title is SOPA, the death of the internet. And it, you press this button on it and it has the SOPA doom switch. And you see all of these logos of different websites and social networks underneath it. Some logos completely disappear. Some get cut in half. And there's also some interesting information about SOPA and what could happen and which direction things could go. It's still really interesting, and I encourage you to check it out. I'll have a link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 64. But an actual update on the law is that the DNS blocking, which is the aspect that you wouldn't be able to reach a website from typing in its regular domain, but you could still reach it from uh, typing in its IP address, Well, the DNS blocking has been thrown out of SOPA by its author. He decided that based on everything he saw, feedback from the internet and everything, he pulled that out of it. But even as of today, January 16th, and my latest news is as of noon today, January 16th, there are rumors that SOPA is being killed in the House of Representatives. I've seen a couple references to this, that Representative Eric Cantor, a Republican from Virginia, has announced that he will stop all action on SOPA and basically kill the bill. There has also been word that the White House would veto the bill if it was passed through. But don't start celebrating yet because PIPA, which is the Protect IP Act, which is essentially the same thing as SOPA. It's what the Senate put together as a bill. It has uh, all the same elements pretty much, and it still has the DNS blocking part in it. So it's almost the exact same thing, but PIPA is still on. So still take action, talk to your Senate, your congressmen, your representatives, talk to everybody, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, tell them to not vote for the Protect IP Act, because it's pretty much all the same terrible stuff that SOPA was. After the closing of this podcast, I want to share with you just a short little uh, personal update on my freelancing business. So if you're interested in hearing that, you can stick around and listen to that, but I don't want to be all self-promotional or anything like that uh, during the podcast. So if you're interested in that, stick around and I'll share it after this podcast, after the music ends. Or you can just stop it and delete the episode if you don't care about my personal life at all. And I'm just chopped liver to you. (laughs) I'm kidding. Do what you want. But I'd love to hear your feedback on all of this. So go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 64. You can comment there in the show notes or you can catch these links that I mentioned, see the whole list of all of these things. And also check out that infographic from Ron about what Stop Online Piracy will do. And if you go to theaudacitypodcast.com, you'll notice that I've switched commenting systems a couple times, actually. I went from intense debate to live fire to discuss. I'm trying some things, and I'll be sharing some feedback 
on a podcast episode soon. In the meantime, if you go to theaudacitytopodcast.com, you'll see a couple blog posts I've written about why I'm leaving Discuss, why live fire is not as great as everyone is saying, and some major problems I have with it that mean I can't use it. And I'm currently using Discuss, but I'll release a rating and review about that later in comparing some of these things. Essentially, all of the commenting systems have their flaws, and that's getting frustrating, especially the way that I run a WordPress network. On my site, I'm finding several commenting systems don't work with WordPress networks, which is very annoying. So check that out all at theaudacitypodcast.com. Send me your feedback to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. If you need custom podcast cover art for your podcast or header image or website design or anything like that, please let me know. Email me feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or daniel at djosephdesign.com. Any email address you've heard, it works. It goes to me. It all goes to the same place. Check out the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 64 and make sure that you voice your opposition to Stop Online Piracy Act and the Protect IP Act. So that way we can protect the internet from these annoying laws. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash noodle. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our great podcasts like this one over at noodle.mx. Especially check out our new Once Upon a Time podcast. Straight link to that is oncepodcast.com. But all of this and more is a member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here, and there are a lot of awesome podcasts about technology. So check it out over at techpodcasts.com. All right, now let me give you a little personal update. If you care about my life at all and want to hear any of this, you know that in June last year, or maybe you don't know, but in June last year, I gave my two weeks notice at my full-time job where I was web designer in a nonprofit company, gave my two weeks notice and decided to go into full-time freelance web design and podcast consulting and other services that I offer. And it has been a lot of fun and a lot of challenge to see no paycheck and tiny, tiny amounts of money coming in. But business is finally doing better. And I am so thankful for the business that you listeners have brought in or referred to me. Please remember that I do still have the referral program. If you refer someone to me to get my design work, then I will give you 10% of their first project. Uh, That'll be back to you as a 
cash or PayPal payment. So it's a way that you can actually make money helping me to make money. That's if they sign up or if they if we get an agreement on a project. But many of you have also ordered design services from me and I really appreciate that and I really enjoy it too. I enjoy all of these things and putting them in my portfolio and seeing this cool stuff that I'm getting to design for many of you as listeners or many of your friends. I am so happy that this month, January, and I praise God for this, that this month I've finally been able to pay myself enough from business income that came in last month, December, I finally was able to pay myself enough this month that it covered our personal financing costs. And I will be honest with you and give you some actual numbers here. And you'll know I'm not rolling in the cash. Uh, My actual living expenses, being married, groceries, bare minimums that we could figure out is about $2,300 per month. And this month I was able to pay myself $2,400, which... I praise God that we've been able to do that. Now, that's this month. I don't know about the upcoming months, but I am so happy to just be able to make ends meet. And you know that I tell you these numbers to say that I'm not rolling in dough. And I don't want you to think that I'm super wealthy or or even just this podcasting thing is making tons of money for me. It's it's not. It's It's hard being a freelancer, but I do really enjoy it. And it's really personally fulfilling to me. So I appreciate your sticking with me through this journey and referring people to me and maybe even giving me your own business. And I will be raising a couple prices soon, like the podcast cover art, just because I've realized that some of this stuff actually costs more to produce than I thought it did. So uh, it's not paying quite for itself. So that's why a couple prices are needing to be raised. But I'm still also working on a couple products that I hope to release, some unique things that will help people and uh, ways that I can also try and make some extra money to be able to make ends meet. My approach in everything is, I tweeted something about this the other day, I hate it when I see marketers talk up some product that is outrageously priced and they talk it up like it's the best thing ever and it's this huge outrageous unreasonable price and I don't ever want to be to that point where my prices are totally unreasonable for the effort I put into it and what it's worth to the people and honestly that means I'm probably never going to be filthy rich but I'm not going to try to be filthy rich I just I want to have a fulfilling work life and be able to uh, be financially independent, pay off our mortgage would be great. And I want to be a reckless giver. And that is a phrase that I heard from my uh, good friend and very successful friend, Cliff Ravenscraft, is that he has said to me that he wants to be a reckless giver. And I think he said in podcast answer man one time too. And that's the point I want to get to as well, because uh, being a born again Christian I see a lot of ministries and people I would really like us to support and support what they are doing for God and for the Word and for the Bible. But we're just not in a place that we can support them much. Even just making a basic tithe is difficult, uh, but 
something that we haven't slacked on other than the fact that I'm terrible with writing checks. But my, my church offers electronic payment. That's cool. But I share these things to you because I wanted to share with you what's going on personally and professionally in my life and also give this opportunity to just praise God for blessing me with not a huge abundance, but blessing me with what I need. And that is what he has promised to me in his word, that he would provide my needs. And I have a lot of things that I don't need. I'll be honest with that. But the uh, the blessing of receiving what we need in order to uh, live in the simple way that we do is uh, so awesome from God for that. And I hope that someday that number will be higher, not that the cost of living, but the, the amount that I'm making will be higher so that then I can give back in other ways. So that's my little personal update. Thanks for sticking through. And if you're interested in hiring me for anything for design work or uh, podcast cover art or uh, want to have me come speak or teach or something like that, I'll be getting involved with some other groups locally to do some speaking and training online, some webinars. You'll be seeing me tweet about it and stuff. Email me, daniel at djosephdesign.com or call my business number, which is the old feedback number, 859-353-4332. And I'll be happy to talk about how we can work together and uh, progress and help each other out. I've got some awesome projects going on right now for the next three months. If they all work out, then the next three months I'll be breaking even. After that, I have no idea. That's where faith comes in. And it is really a faith exercise for me. So thank you for listening to this personal update. And thank you for listening to the Audacity to Podcast and being a part of this community.